is the Daddy Sharps Podcast. Welcome, everyone. My name is Luke. And I'm John. We're just a couple of dads who like to make the sharpest bets we can. And we're just a couple of dads who break down the fights that your buddies are too square to break down. Oh, and today we're breaking down UFC Fight Night with a live crowd. Charlotte, North Carolina. And this week, the UFC hits the prime time. ABC and ESPN. And don't forget, folks, we got a 9 a.m. start. You're going to be drinking mimosas with this one. 9 a.m. Or maybe a little bourbon in the coffee, my good man, John. And I know in honor of this week's fight night, it is only appropriate that I use my winnings from last week's best bets to cook up some authentic North Carolina barbecue, John. Oh, gosh. Back, devour what will be a great card this Saturday. And I'm going to have the vinegary barbecue, maybe some slaw on top on the buns, and it's just all, oh, what? Spicy. We want spicy Spicy Texas barbecue. Texas, baby. I didn't say Texas. I said North Carolina. Oh, I thought you were trying to talk about like? Do you not like Carolina barbecue? Is that what you're saying? I do not like that coleslaw on top. Not, Not a fan. Too much vinegar, my man. What's your favorite kind of barbecue, then? Texas barbecue. Why? It's delicious, spicy, bold. The dry rub, sir. Oh, just sitting there boring on a platter without anything to go with it. They don't have to hide the the taste with vegetables and vinegar. (laughs) It's already good. Unbelievable. I'm learning new (laughs) stuff about you every week on these podcasts. I hope the music is still playing. I hope it's still playing for your sake because you just brought this with your Texas barbecue BS down a notch. Oh, God. Good. We're going to have to do a little a little side bet here. Oh, another side bet action. All mm-hmm. right. All right. Whoever whoever wins the most best bets on this card has to buy the other person barbecue at the next spot, but it has to be their choosing. So you have to eat Texas barbecue. I have to eat North Carolina barbecue. You are on, my man. And Extra slaw. You know what else was on? What the best bets from last week? Let's recap yes. those right now. I had a pretty good week. Pretty good week overall. I should have, though, John, and both of us, we should have had great weeks. <laughs> yes. Agreed. I went 1-0. 1-0. Rafael Estevam, that fight was canceled. Ugh. And there went one of my best bets right down the tubes. But we both watched this one. Kennedy African Savage, Zenchuku destroyed Devin Clark with a second round submission by way of a vicious guillotine. Did you see that? The ref stopped the fight and the African Savage just let the brown bear go. Just dropped him. Just he dropped was out. Him and he fell to the mat. <laughs> it was Savage. Great. Savage and a Daddy Sharps best bet winner. Hence the nickname. I too, Mr. Luke, had a canceled bout. Munez, I loved him as the underdog at plus 165. Fight canceled. However, I went one and one in best bets despite the cancellation. That left me with the two best bets in the same fight, Dober versus Frivola. I loved the Dober to win at minus 225. He has the iron chin. He got knocked the heck out, Luke. Knocked the heck out with the iron chin. Lost that one. But we also had the best bet. These guys only win by knockouts, both of them. I said this fight does not see the scorecards. That was a Daddy Sharp's winner. It would have been a double win if Dober had that knockout. 
one and one. Sounds like Dilbert had some Texas barbecue before that fight. All right, John, it's time Golly. to share our best bets for this week's UFC fight night in Charlotte, North Carolina. John, you are going to start us off. Here we go. Olberg versus Potiera. My best bet here. Olberg by finish, minus 250. By finish is the key, my friends. The secret is out on this guy now. Earl Olberg, opening number was minus 285. He has since swelled to an amazing minus 400. Probably going to be minus 450 by fight night. Early bird got the worm on this one. But do that high number. We're going to give out another best bet. Best bet on the prop side. Olberg's going to finish this man in a much more comfortable minus 250. Olberg only has one loss inside the octagon. And it was your best bet from last week, Luke. The African Savage. It was Olberg's debut, and he almost had the Savage KO'd in the first round. Punched himself out of gas. He ends up losing in the second round. That was his only misstep in the entire UFC career. Four fights in. Olberg learned from that fight. Came out more reserved than his second fight, which led to a decision. I think the performance against the African Savage had him laying off the gas pedal a little bit. So then we go to Olberg's next two fights. He wins easily by knockout. He's a longtime training partner of Israel Adesanya. Winning these bets on the UFC are all about the little details, Luke. And I got one for you here. Olberg has faced two southpaws already on the UFC. He's outstruck him 212 to 95. Potiera, I'm going to let you guess what he is. This guy's, this guy's a southpaw. Potiera one and one on the UFC, and his loss came against a fighter that Olberg knocked out in round one. Potiera, not the slick striker that Olberg is. He will get hit more than he hits his opponent. That spells disaster against a very quick, powerful striker like Carlos. Another little story about Olberg in the amateurs. His nickname, Ladies Night. Any idea why, my friend? Uh, oh, geez. Because he loves <laughs> Texas barbecue. Oh, no. He's a former male exotic dancer. What? Twice. He's been asked by his home country in Australia to be on The Bachelor. He turned him down twice. Pursued MMA fighting, my man. If you've ever wanted to get the wife to watch a fight, this is the one. <laughs> you got to bring her in for this one. He's the sexiest fighter I've ever seen. That's what your wife said. You got to get oh, this geez. in. Oh, Best geez. bet here. Here we go. Best bet here. I love Olberg to finish Potiera at minus 250. Don't do the minus 400 straight up. It's just a little too rich for my blood. Sounds like you've been eating a little too much Texas barbecue as easy, well, my man. Easy. That's what the wife said. That's what the wife said. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Are you ready for my first best bet? Let's hear it. Let's All hear right, it. I'm, gonna, I'm turning to a prelim lightweight bout. We've got Natan Lethal Levy. Kind of a moderate favor here. Minus 295 last time we checked versus Pete Dead Game Rodriguez, the guy with the best nickname, according to you. You love what a that name. name. What a name. Loving that name. Well, it's taken a while to get this fight scheduled, and it looks like both fighters are finally ready to, to go at it. In their last scheduled fight, Rodriguez suffered an illness of some sort that, that forced a delay. Uh, Levy is the favorite coming into this one. One of two Israeli fighters in the UFC, by the way. Just a little mm -hmm. tidbit for you. Mm -hmm. He has a striking accuracy above 50%, but he excels on the mat. He averages more than five takedowns a fight. Three-round fights we're talking. He has three wins by submission. He's coming off an impressive 
uh, decision against Gennaro Valdez and Mike Breeden. He fought both of them at the same time. It was crazy. <laughs> Tag just, team. Yeah. <laughs> just like the WWE or the WWF. Let's go. Let's That's what she said. A little bit. That's what your wife said. <laughs> Two good fights there. But, but you know me. Here is where the tables turn for me. Rodriguez is a welterweight dropping a ton of weight for this fight. I know that sketches you out a little bit. You're Does. a former, former wrestler. You, you, you talk to me all the time about how much it takes, especially to drop this much weight to get to that weight class, right? Kind of dangerous. Yes. yes. Maybe that led to him being sick last time. I don't know. What do you think? Probably the bad coleslaw. Okay. <laughs> There's nothing. <laughs> there is no such thing as bad coleslaw on a barbecue sandwich. Mm. But, but we'll as, far as, <laughs> as far as Rodriguez is concerned, this creates a dangerous combination, I think, of having a lot more strength if he can make it down there and a vicious determination to knock out his opponents. He annihilated Mike Jackson with several punches, followed by a knee, kabam, to the head, first round KO. Rodriguez lands more than double the number of strikes that Levy does. And he's got a great takedown defense as well that he's going to put into high gear. I see this fight, John, ending early. It's going to end early, I think. But I, I'm not going to go there on my best bet. But I really do think it has potential. You and I talked about this card early on before we did the podcast. We think there's going to be a lot of good betting options here. My best bet here is the underdog, Pete Dead game Rodriguez to win. It's good plus money too. You get a good price on that. Yeah, absolutely. And there, there are a lot of opportunities in this card. You, you, there's a lot of fights where it could really go either way when you break these things down. Yes, for sure. Means versus Murano. That's our next one here. My best bet, Murano to win, minus 225. Means the dirty bird, as he likes to go by, has a huge frame for the weight class, six foot two with a 75-inch reach. Oddly enough, he loses a lot of battles on the feet to shorter fighters. The age, Luke, me and you talk about this a lot. The age, the guy's 39 years old. This is a major concern for me here, and he's coming off two straight losses. Murano, this guy's a gamer. He's fought some huge names and always wins or makes him close. He beat Cowboy Cerrone. Granted, it was at the tail end of Cowboy's career, but he did it. He beat him. Fast rising Smellsberger, he beat him too. In the last fight against Ponzinibbio, this guy was actually winning on very short notice. He took this fight short notice, almost beat Ponzinibbio, and then got caught late in the third round, took the knockout there. Murano has a very odd fighting style here. He throws these long, looping power shots, and it works. He always wins the striking battle. Interesting tidbit here. Murano, in his last three wins, has fought against a 75-inch reach, three inches longer than what he has. It's not an issue for the guy. He wins, and he's outstruck the longer reach, 286 to 225. Tim Means, the exact same reach here. My best bet, give me Alex, the great white Murano, to win this one. We're going to need a bigger boat to collect our bets. Ah, Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. I don't know, man. I think I don't know if you heard my cat run into the room. Even my cat was meowing here. You know why she was meowing Let's into the it. microphone? <laughs> She wants Texas barbecue. Because the Great White is a pussycat. Come on. Man. Oh, how dare you? I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm still sore about the barbecue comments. I love the Great White, Rano, yes. to win this one as well. And for my next best bet, I'm looking at a prelim bantamweight fight between Cody the Spartan Stamen 
Slight favorite, minus 125 versus Douglas Silva de Andrade. Both of these Spartan. fighters have been around name. for a while, for, for long careers for these guys. And they've had a lot of fights. De Silva, 37 years old with a record of 28 and 5. Man, that's a lot of pounding. The yes. Spartan, 33 years old with a record of 21, 5 and 1. The Spartan is the slightly better stand-up fighter, I think, at least on paper. Striking accuracy percentage, 48% versus 39%. He lands about one extra strike per minute, and he has a better striking defense by far. But here we go to the mat. The Spartan averages more takedowns and has better takedown defense, but they both have two wins by submission. Spartan is coming off of wins against Luan Lacerda, and Eddie Wineland, good fights. De Silva coming off a, a losing a decision to Saeed Nurmagomedov. Ooh. That was a great one. That was a great fight. I watched it again today. Yes. I'm going to tell you, my man, I like Cody, the Spartan Stamen, to win this one, and he is my best bet. You got some, you got some nice payouts here. I like it. Good lines. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yes, yes. And speaking of that, shall we take a deeper dive? Shall we? Let's go. Let's look at the Let's rest of this card. Dive Actually, deep into the fights that we like on this card. But all of a sudden, I hear this maybe some breaking news. Some some breaking news going on, John. Just, what just do you a have little, for me? Just a little opinion. People got to keep this in mind. Me and you were talking about this earlier in the week. This is a card on ABC. They're going to want to see a lot of finishes. It's a big show for the UFC. They're going to want to see a lot of finishes. They're going to see a lot of quick fights. They're going to want to see a lot of action-packed fights. So remember that when you're looking at these fights, I think we're going to have more than not by finish. Exactly. That's why I think you hear the kind of us saying the same thing over and over again, that you know we, we like these fights to finish or maybe by sub or maybe take some risk there. Especially with some of these deeper dive fights, we're going to see, I think there's a lot of potential for some KOs as well. Yes, yeah, for sure. And first up, we've got our prelim welterweight fight. We've got Brian the Butcher Battle versus Gabe Gifted Green. You can go with that nickname any way you want. John, who do you like in this one? (laughs) I was just going to say that it's a little weak of a nickname. The Butcher, that's a good one, though. That's a good one. All right, Green, small welterweight. Reach is an issue here in all of his fights at this weight class. Green was fighting at 155 until 2021 when he made the jump up to the UFC. Now he's in the welterweight division. Battle, he's an alternate in this matchup. And to be honest, he's been in there with some pretty low-level competition compared to Green's resume of fighters. Battle also can't stop takedowns, giving up 11 in the last four fights. I got to tell you, I'm off this fight like I'm off Carolina barbecue. Green has a path to victory with takedowns, but I don't trust him. I don't trust him here. I'm off. John Daddy Sharp bringing the <laughs> insults full circle. He Boom. is tying a, a nice silky bow around them. He's watching sexy Aussie fighters with his wife. I, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. Look, battle is fight. Here's why I, I, I maybe differ from you a little bit. Maybe. I haven't yes. made my mind up. I'm leaning slightly. Battle yes. is fighting in his hometown, especially after what's been happening with fill-in fighters in the last few cards. You got to admit, like every time there's a fill-in and it doesn't like, like mm, mm, you know, it, it's yep. just, wow. So I, I'm leaning toward battle to win just a little bit, just a little smidge. 
Oh, almost I like, like a, you know, just kind of like, you know, how much, you know, when you go down to Texas oh, and, God. and you order the brisket, <laughs> they think it's so rare. And so it's, you know, they only give you a smidge on the plate and the platter for you. <laughs> oh, I really hope our listeners are in Texas. I want hate mail to this man. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have a P.O. box. Next. <laughs> We've got a heavyweight fight. We've got Carl Willem Williams, who is a heavy favorite over Chase, the vanilla gorilla Sherman. Oh, Luke, you had me at heavyweight. I am off this fight, and here's why. Williams just fought two months ago. That is a pretty quick turn, considering the most active fighters go every three to four months. And then I've mentioned this man a couple of times. If there's two guys that I usually bet against or stay out of the fight, it's smiling Sam Alvey or Chase the Vanilla Gorilla Sherman. The Vanilla Gorilla has been cut from the UFC before. The only reason he got his job back was when they needed a very late fill-in to fight grappler Romanoff. The Gorilla is no King Kong, my man. He's going one and four in his last five fights. Eileen Williams here, but at minus 400 for a guy in a quick turnaround... I'm gonna I'm gonna steer clear. I got visions of that Andras fight two fights ago where she came from Brazil. I can't do it. Short turn. Yeah, it's a good call. You know, you know what I heard about him too, uh, that he was, you know, he he was working. He was working outside the UFC, um, slinging Texas barbecue. Oh when God, they, uh, God, the jabs <laughs> keep coming. The jabs keep coming. Hey, another another reason I tend to stay away from heavyweight fights. Uh, the, these are big guys, and they're wearing small gloves. Only four ounces separating UFC fights from bare knuckle fights. Sometimes I bet the Huskies. Sometimes I do. <laughs> this time yes. I'm staying away, unless unless I got a question for you. And seriously, we we, can, we don't have to talk about barbecue right now. Is a serious question. Yes. What do you think there's from a gambling perspective? Because we are talking about heavyweights. Is there? Any bit of value on Sherman at plus 315, sprinkle a little bit on him, you know, just in case he gets a lucky shot in the first round. You know, what do you think? I am going, I like where you're going with that. And we have a fight later on in this deep dive that I do think that is a key here. But on this one, uh, Williams fight style, he's a wrestler. Sherman, I've seen that guy enough. He does not inspire me to sprinkle anything. Yeah, I think, <laughs> I think you're right, guys. You know, no offense, he could kick our asses, but uh, yeah, he's yeah. a loser. Um, <laughs> let's talk about I'm not a, laughing uh, at you, Mr. Sherman. <laughs> no, we're laughing with we were laughing with the situation. Yes, uh, next we've got a prelim welterweight fight. Matt the immortal Brown takes on court the crusher McGee. McGee, slight favorite, minus 225. Oh, Luke, I'm gonna have to go ahead and say it here. I'm gonna do it. The immortal. Looks well, mortal. <laughs> you like nice, that? <laughs> nice. Forty-two years old, and he's one and three in his last four. On the other side, you have the old Crusher McGee, thirty-eight years old, lost four of his last six. Both of these guys are looking cooked, and I'm staying away from this fight. How did they sneak this one into the ABC broadcast? If you're gonna do anything, one of them's gonna fall. So I guess you go by finish, just fight by finish. <laughs> I have no idea. And I'm going to date myself here. Wasn't Crusher like the, the name of that boxer and Bugs Bunny? Crusher. Oh my God. I know what you're talking about. I do not remember. Crusher. <laughs> yeah, Crusher. Oh, 
Nice. Hey man, John, I had a, I had a, let me tell you a little story. It's, it's story time. Ooh, it's story time like with it. Luke right now. Gather around folks. Gather around. Gather around. Gather around. Mm-hmm. I had a car on its last legs uh, way back when I had to take it into the shop one more time again. Oh. And I'll never forget this. My mechanic reached over, put his arm oh, around no. me supportively and said, Luke comes a time in every car's life when it's oh. time to say goodbye. Let it right off into the sunset. One of these fighters, John, is 42 years old. The other is 38 years old. 74 professional fights between the two of them. 70 gracious. That's not accounting sparting or amateur fights. That's a lot of punches, kicks, and takedowns, my man. Oh, John, maybe this is you. Maybe you're the person to do this, but someone should have the talk with them. Little, Little hand around the shoulder. Boys, boys. Is there a prop bet? That maybe they'll throw their gloves into the ring after the the the, the fight. Is that going to happen again, UFC? The last fight we saw that happen, it was a doozy. <laughs> Not <laughs> a doozy. And I'll tell you, there's one thing I won't be throwing, and that's any money at that fight. No way. Next, to the main card. The main card. Go. First main card fight in the deep dive section of the Daddy Sharps podcast for UFC Fight Night Charlotte. And we go to the welterweights. Ian, the future Gary, slight favorite, minus 300 versus Daniel D-Rod Rodriguez. John, who do you like? Well, 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 the future already has caught the eye of that other UFC star. Luke, maybe you've heard of that other Irish guy, Conor McGregor. He says Gary has the potential to be the next Irish UFC champ. For me, I've seen Gary. Gary's always catching these huge numbers at the book, minus 400s, minus 500s. And as you know, as I like to say, people die in fairy tales all the time. D-Rod is as tough as they come inside the octagon. This is a huge test of grit for Gary. The number here scares me off of him, so much so that I think what we were hinting at earlier, maybe a little sprinkle on Rodriguez is a wise investment. I think the decision here is purely based on numbers, not on skill, not on who should win. I just think D-Rod's catching a bad number here, and you could make a little bit of cash. Yeah, the guy scares me. He scares me. Yeah, right? Right? Yeah, he is a tough, tough SOB. Yeah. Both, both of these fighters land a ton of strikes, no doubt about it. Gary has the slightly better striking accuracy percentage. He's, he's also undefeated. Uh, not as a lot of fights in the UFC, though, comparatively. Uh, this is the big leagues, you know, uh, mm-hmm. he's beat some good competition, but, but he's, he is one of the darlings of the UFC and you touched on that Yeah, UFC future right there. D rod on the other hand, guy's got a great story, colorful story, street fighter in and out of jail. MMA gave him a chance to get off the streets and fight legit guy like that, man, guy like that. He'll do anything to never go back, True. ever go back. But on the other hand, Irish fighters tend to have a lot of grit too. They don't quit. They tend mm. not to quit. You're right. Gary You're has right. looked and Gary has looked better and better as his fights since his debut. Uh he's looked better and better. Yes. That's why. That's why. And I'm up for another side bet if you want. I like Gary to weather the D-Rod storm early. I think D-Rod comes out for for hell. He had hell and fury in that first round. If Gary can weather the storm, which will frustrate D-Rod, Gary is going to win this fight by decision. D-Rod's going to be enjoying a celebratory Texas brisket, my man. Nah, 
I think Gary likes the coleslaw on the barbecue, and I think uh, he really wants that sandwich. Uh, uh, I cannot wait to eat barbecue with you. <laughs> I can't wait for you to eat, eat coleslaw on your North nope. Carolina barbecue. Not All right, good. man. Here we go. The next fight. We've got the co-main event. This is a light heavyweight scrap. We've got Anthony Lionheart Smith versus Johnny Walker. Oh, I like this matchup a lot, sir. First of all, when you see the name Lionheart, it takes you right back to that 80s flick. It was fantastic, dude. Lionheart fighting under the underpasses, makes his way up in the underground scene. But this guy's way better than Jean-Claude. That aside, I like this matchup a lot. It's going to be a lot of fun. Smith is a fighter that leaves it all in the octagon. Literally, Luke, when he fought Textera, he got hit so hard, he lost some teeth. He picked them up, handed them to the ref so he could keep fighting. That is slightly disgusting, but also amazing. <laughs> Johnny Unreal. Walker, this guy's a freak athlete with huge size in the weight class and devastating power. Both of them coming off some real struggles in their career and seem to have righted their respected ships. Smith going three and one in the last four. Walker riding a two-fight win streak. I lean heavy with Walker here. The length, the movement, the power. They're all going to be too much for Smith and his brand new teeth to deal with, but he can eat coleslaw through a straw. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Unbelievable. This is the one thing today in this podcast that we're going to agree on. I think Walker, he's got a two inch height advantage and he's six, six. So it's not like, uh, you know, his opponent is short. I mean, geez. <laughs> yeah. He's big, but he's also got a six inch reach advantage which is crazy he's he, he is got a much better takedown average as well i like walker here for all the same reasons you just said i'm also a heavy lean on johnny walker and finally our main event neither of us picked it as a best bet we go to the heavies the heavies jarzinho big boy rosenstrike takes on Jailton Almeida. Almeida, a huge favorite in this one. Minus 550 last time we checked. Could be more by now. We're going to break this down, Mr. Luke, but to be honest with you, I think we're both going to agree here. The price is just totally. too much. Too price. much. Almeida is surging right now. The guy has everything you want in a heavyweight, a finisher, movement, a gas tank. The only thing he lacks is size. Almeida broke onto the UFC at light heavyweight. His last two fights have been at heavyweight, however, and he only weighed in at 232 and 224, so he's pretty light still. Vegas loves his move to the Huskies. His fights here are ginormous at the book. Minus 575 in his first one at heavyweight. The last one, minus 700. Here he is against a former top 10 opponent, minus 550. In 13 professional fights, he only went to the scorecards once. On the UFC, he has stopped everyone in round two or less. Rosenstrike, ranked opponent that was killing everyone when he debuted, and then ran in the top 10 heavyweight talent and withered like day-old coleslaw. Almeida <laughs> wins the easy one, I think, by finish. Still, the price is too high by finish at minus 350. So I just get to sit here and watch. Wait till Almeida fights some really good guys. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a good fight. And if anyone needs to get to anywhere and eat whatever kind of barbecue they can, it's Almeida. You better make weight, my man. You better make weight. <laughs> yes. 
I'll make this easy. I agree 100%. This is a really, just a huge mismatch on paper, I think. And yeah. you know, I'm I'm going to, if I can quote just for a minute, will you just allow me to? Ooh, like let's to, hear like it. To, I like, I like quotes. Quote, yeah, I'd like the quote from the movie Full Metal Jacket. Frozen oh, Strike. Great one. Is not allowed to eat jelly donuts in the locker room, John. You know why? <laughs> Did he because Rosenstrike is a disgusting fat body. <laughs> Let's go. Here's what here's <laughs> what I mean by that. I'm not calling the guy tubby or fat. What I mean by that is he packs on a lot of weight for strategic reasons. Because the more weight you have on you like that, the more power and momentum you get into those punches, man. I mean, those things become like just cinder blocks coming your way. He is a big boy. That's why he's nicknamed the big boy. And he's that way for a reason. But it also takes a lot of energy moving that extra weight around, especially as the fight goes on. I think Rosenstrike's only chance to win is if he unloads that power in the first round tries to get a shot in. Otherwise he's going to be hoping and praying. You'll weird. I know, I know how the fight's going to go. If he goes past the first round and he survives Almeida, you're going to see him do nothing and then all of a sudden throw out one haymaker every 40 <laughs> seconds because he, he gets enough energy up to throw it, it misses, and then he's tired again. Yes. He's probably not going to last the full fight. All Almeida has to do is get past that barrage in the first round, let Big Boy punch himself out, and then it's uh -huh. slim pickets. It's just shooting ducks in a barrel. It's shooting, it's shooting Fatty jelly donut barbecues <laughs> in, in a in a in a in a barrel, man. Almeida yes. is gonna win this fight, but will he win it by ground and pound or straight up knockout? That's a great question. We will see this Saturday during UFC Fight Night Charlotte. John, let's recap our best bets on this card. Ooh, I am going with best bet. Give me Alex the great white Murano to win. And my other best bet, the former ladies' night, Olberg, here to finish Potiera at minus 250. Much easier to swallow than the minus 400 straight up. Oh, geez. You think your wife is really going to watch with you? Oh, yeah. Wait till she sees this guy walk out. No. She might be watching all the fights after that. Okay. Uh, do they all look like this? That's what the wife said. That's what I'm going to tell her. <laughs> <laughs> all right. My best bet is the underdog, Pete Dead Game Rodriguez, to win over Natan Levy. Ooh, I know you have mixed feelings about that one, but <laughs> hey, man, hey, man, I think Dead Game's going to do it. And hey, I, also like I also like Cody the Spartan Stamen to win over De Silva. John, barbecue to side. You got anything? We got the side bet going. Uh, I like it. Whoever's yes. got the most wins here out of best bets, best bets only, then, uh, you know, the other has to eat the other respective barbecue. Yes, compliments. Of the loser. Do they have barbecue in Colorado? Uh, not not famous barbecue. Not not like you're thinking. Not a region known for barbecue. We're about yeah. as famous for barbecue as Seattle is. Yeah, where you get barbecue salmon, but you know who wants that? Come on. I will. I will say this. There's a there's a little known region for barbecue that a lot of people don't think about. California. I used to where, live down in. I used to live down in California? California. So I used to live uh, near the Central Coast. And uh, they got tri-tip there. I don't know if you've ever had tri-tip. I, I do have, like tri-tip. I have never had that anywhere else except for California. They got their own thing down there. It's a very underrated region for that cut of meat for barbecue. I'm going to I'm gonna give a shout out to California there. 
Yeah, that's a slow cooker because that's a that's a tough meat, but a very tasty meat. All right, yeah. all right, here yeah. we go, here we go. Yeah, look at that. All right, look at that. All right, we could talk about UFC and fights and barbecue all night long, but well, dads, daddy sharps, that's what yeah, you get. Barbecue, betting. <laughs> but unfortunately, this is going to do it for this podcast this week. But remember, always gamble responsibly and within your means. And the bets we share are based on our own research. We don't always win, John. Be sure to check us out on social media at Daddy Sharps on Instagram and Twitter. And we'll be back next week with all our best bets and much more. But John, first, quick question. Who is your daddy? We are. That's right. Stay sharp, everyone. Stay sharp, everyone.